Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The voice is almost <laughs> recovered. He's getting there. I might have to change that lead-in. I don't know about the voice, but uh, slowly still improving. You Glad sounding, you came along. Sounding much better today. And boy, what a day to have a meteorologist on board. Holy huh? moly. Woo, woo. Bad I, stuff. I, I really thought I should have had props behind my truck on the way over this morning. It was pouring, and you'll probably hear the thunder throughout the morning. Uh, the Gulf Coast getting whacked right now, all the way from West Louisiana to Pensacola. We've got that strong line of storms. Kept me awake all night. I don't know about you. Yeah, most of the night I've been up. What about fishing on a day like this? Is there going to be anything left when it passes through, which looks like probably, depending on where you are, uh, late morning, yeah. afternoon, should be okay. I think so. I mean, yesterday, two days ago down in Venice, we got weathered till about 11 o'clock, and we thought it was going to be rough and windy, and we made it out there in the afternoon. It was a beautiful day. So don't give up on Saturday fishing yet. But, I mean, there's flash flood warnings popping. We haven't had any tornado warnings recently. But be safe if you're traveling this morning on the roads on the Gulf Coast. It's nasty. And there is a small craft advisory up. (laughs) And, of course, if you're going to be fishing on the rivers, you're going to have plenty of water, maybe more than you need, high and muddy. Offshore, though, wow, you have really hit it big. i got to congratulate you. Three for three on swordfish on your basically maiden voyage as as swordfish trips, huh? Yeah, we've had a busy week. I've been fishing with Southern Catch Outfitters um, the last seven days, and I ran the boat that I charter on uh, four of those days. And the tuna bite on the lump is officially RIP. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, it's over. So now people are turning to the floating rigs, which are further out. So it's a transition period. There's not a lot of live bait to be found. It's a tough fishing. April's a pretty tough month offshore. It's kind of a transitional period. Uh, you got to find the fish again, and uh, we tried to find tunas in the morning and just wasn't working out, and I said, hey, guys, the, the bite, the bite's been good on the swordfish. Let's go give her a go, and we caught one on Thursday, and we said, let's go try again, and we caught two yesterday, so show, showed up the boss for the weekend. And that's some filet mignon to see, huh? Oh, Those it's delicious. Swordf- I think Wahoo's my favorite, but swordfish is a close second, and, man, they are an exciting fight, so we had a great weekend. Came into the docks, showed the boys how it was done, and... <laughs> Now we are taking the day to work on boats and do oil changes. Well, it's a shame the tuna is starting to slack off at the lump. How would you rate it as the past well, couple of years? Last year was a 10. 
Everybody mm-hmm. knew that. And that's why there was so much anticipation for this year. I'd give this year about a seven. Uh, lots of big fish were caught, lots of 200-plusers, but not every day was like it was last year. So it was a good bite. I don't think we could ever anticipate another year like last year, two years in a row. It was just unreal, best year in decades. And I think overall it was a good season. You know, over the last 20 years, I have watched Venice area really grow in popularity, and we are getting more and more people that are discovering one of America's best kept fishing secrets. It really is. We've had customers the other day from Kansas City. This year, I've had a charter customers that were actually charter guides from San Francisco or San Diego. They actually go catch bluefin tuna. We took them out. We've had people from Key West, New Jersey. So yeah, it, it used to be just Gulf centric. Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, and now it's just all over the world. People are coming out there. So, so how's the COVID thing ex- affecting it now? You wouldn't people even flying know. again? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no masks being worn down there. <laughs> Nobody, the end of the earth people just, they're there to get yeah. away. And they're well, they're outdoors about anyway. It. Exactly. You know, yeah. So, no, COVID hasn't been an issue, but uh, Venice has been quite popular. And you know one thing that's weird? Yesterday, the river water, the, the, the water looked so dirty in all the places we were fishing, and I saw some huge wahoos coming in. And that's a fish you expect to see in blue water only. And that just goes to show that there's blue water underneath that surface rain and river water. I mean, I saw a 70-pounder yesterday. Hmm. Caught in what looked like toilet water. I mean, it was dirty out there. And that's something you don't see in other parts of the country. Well, now that tune is kind of winding down, you're going to be going after swordfish. But what else is going to be coming up in the Gulf in the summer? Uh, well, Amberjack opens May 1st, I believe. For, and uh, also snapper season starts. Um, for the charter boats, it starts in uh Memorial Day weekend, I believe, mm-hmm. or June 1st, excuse me, for permitted boats. Um, some boats don't have permits, and they abide by the, the recreational laws. Um, so summer fishing, bottom fishing, uh, the, the bigger tunas will be gone, but the, the smaller ones will be showing up on the oil rigs. So there's always tuna. We've got the resident tunas that live on the rigs pretty much that kind of bounce around, and then you've got the migratory ones that are the ones we've been catching on the lump. And also, there's been quite a few mako sharks killed this year, too, which is also exciting. It's exciting fish. Yeah. All right, we'll be back and talk to, Ca- uh, not Captain, but Robbie Campbell. Maybe make him a major down there. Yeah. Is he the mayor of Shell Beach yet? He should be. He should he be. He should have his own flag. We'll get a fishing report, whatever kind of report there is this morning, <laughs> given this weather. Hopefully, we'll be on. As long as we got power, we'll be here. Don Dubuque, Martha Spencer, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And let's go down to Shell Beach, Martha, and see what the weather's yeah. like. I hope it's better than it is here. I mean, it can't get much worse. <laughs> hey, Robbie, how you doing? Well, I'm doing great this morning, Don. How you guys doing? <laughs> oh, boy, you a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have any business yet, and I, and, and I don't encourage anybody to come no out uh, in this kind of stuff. Um, you know, because what, you know, I, I was thinking about this on the way down here this morning, you know, um, this is the kind of situation when someone goes out and they put they put other people's lives in danger trying to trying to go get a fish. Um, you know, uh, you know, we don't we don't need that kind of stuff this morning. Nobody as de- as desperately as we want everyone to come fishing. Um, today is not the day. Uh, you know, this morning is not this morning. Maybe we might be able to salvage the rest of the day after lunchtime or whatever, but. You know, right now, uh, I looked at the buoy. It's 30 knots at the buoy right here at Shell Beach. Um, even though it is out of the south, uh, it's, it's you know, it, it, the rain hasn't got here yet. I think most of the weather is going to slide up the parish. You know, it's going to be more up the parish and, um, you know, across New Orleans than it's going to be here. I see the lightning 
toward uh, flashing in the sky over, you know, towards New Orleans. Um, but I, I, we haven't got any rain here yet. Um, but I can tell it's you coming. it is blowing really hard. Um, they're talking about 50 miles an hour gust here today. So, um, look, people, just, just let's just ride this out. And when it's over with, we, we got we got lots of time to fish. Um, let's talk about fishing. So this past week here, um, I'm also, I heard you talking about these tuna transitioning and, you know, they're heading out or whatever. Well, speckled trout are all about to do the same thing. Um, they had a really good trout bite this week on the Delacro side and on the Biloxi Marsh side. Um, what's getting ready to happen here, uh, you know, they caught fish around the lake here. So what's getting ready to happen is we don't have any shrimp showing up yet, but these fish are eating. Uh, well, it did have some shrimp in the ones that were caught on the Delacro side. But over on the north side over here in the Biloxi Marsh area, they're still spitting up um, um, gobies and glass minnows. So um, that's telling us that there's, these shrimp aren't in the inside yet. Uh, we did go try to go catch some shrimp, but uh, it, was, <laughs> it was just a few. I mean, not not enough to, you know, not enough to even um, say, hey, it's, it's time. You know, it, it, it's, they're not here yet. <laughs> Um, I mean, we're I trying, but you know, to you on that. <clears throat> yeah, you I know, mean, is, it's, it's interesting to hear the parallels. Yeah, it's desperately yep. we all want live bait. There's, believe me, there's no one that wants live bait here more than I do. Uh, but you know, we just can't make it happen. You know, when, when it's ready, it'll be here, and that's you know that I I really believe it's going to be brown shrimp season opening before we see before we see any amount of uh, shrimp and you know in the tanks. Um, well, but with that said, they did catch some trout over in the Bay Lafourche area and over in, uh, in, you know, Oak River Bay and, and over in, um, you know, in the parts of Delacro where everybody likes to go fishing by the spider and Four Horse Lake, Lake John area. Um, over here in Lake Robin, they caught some, some speckled trout this week. They did good over here on the outer side, outer ends of the Biloxi Marsh, um, around the islands, um, uh, on, on the outside of Biloxi Marsh. So, uh, the, I think I think you know there's a plenty of potential to catch fish. They even caught fish in Lake Bourne, like I said. You know, it's just you just gotta let this weather straighten out before you go out there and even go try it. So, um, I, you are yeah. catching a few redfish up in the marsh. They're catching some uh, freshwater catfish in the deep holes, like in St. Malo and Bayou Sioux, and anywhere there's a deep hole. It's look. I have personally not done it, but. You know, from what they tell me, it's not rocket science. You drop a piece of dead shrimp on the bottom, boom, there you go. You, hey, got, a, you got a big I catfish got a, on the so. Speaking of catfish, here's a funny anecdote. A buddy of mine, another offshore guide, you'll probably never hear this before. A buddy of mine actually found a blue cat swimming 15 miles offshore at the surface. And they scooped it up in a net and brought it home and put it on the board. And that's probably the only time you'll ever see a yellowfin tuna next to a blue cat on a, on a fish board. Maybe that was somebody's bait uh, fish that got off the hook. He was 40 pounds. Oh, no, he wasn't bait. No, he was out there <laughs> no. doing his thing. I think he got lost. But, yeah, so what would you recommend people use for bait if they're going to go try and catch a redfish today if there's no shrimp around? Just dead bait? Just dead shrimp. Just dead bait, yeah. And uh, like I said, if. My guides, I have still have some of my guides going, running out, and going doing the sheephead thing out in the sound when they can get out there. And uh, up around the long rocks, uh, by the cutting the rocks, they're still catching plenty of sheephead out there. 
and again that just requires a you know a couple pounds of dead bait and a and a and a you know quarter ounce jig head and cast it out you know it's not rocket science uh to catch sheep head <laughs> along the rocks or down by the rig so um but, and and again people are like oh sheep head that's just a pain in the butt to clean but I'll tell you what, no, they're still so worth it because, boy, they are such a good fish to eat. They, they're unreal. So, but anyway, um, yeah, just right, let Robbie. the public pass, guys, and just, you know, just to be safe <laughs> Work on about your this before we go. Yeah, right, exactly. Clean your tackle box today. That's a good idea. So, all right, guys, till next week. All right, Robbie. Talk to you later. Okay, you thanks week. for being there, Rob. All right. All, right. All right. We come back. We'll get to some of these text messages. Nobody can sleep. They can't Everybody's fish awake. as long as they got power. They can. T- Sounds like a bowling alley the up there. <laughs> it's going on. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. If it sounds like we are broadcasting from a bowling alley, it's because we are having some wicked weather blow through the Gulf Coast. A couple waves of rain moving in. The uh, the leading edge is heading into Pensacola. We've got one back over towards Mississippi and passing through Lake Pontchartrain. By the way, if you need to drive over the lake, give yourself another half an hour. It'll calm down quite a bit, Lake Pontchartrain. Woo! Strike! <laughs> I wonder if this is going to affect the Gopher Day celebration in Florida. I don't know. What is the Gopher Day? It's a day where they honor the Gopher Tortoise. The Gopher Tortoise. Yeah, I used to have one. Uh, he showed up here. 30 years ago, and I caught him, and I tried to put him in a pen because he was neat, and I'd feed him lettuce. Well, you can't keep a gopher tortoise unless you got a concrete bottom because they, they dig like a gopher. Yeah. So he got out, but he keeps coming back. About every 10 years, I see, and I know no it's way. him because he's got this unusual marking on the side of his shell. Now, I haven't seen him since Katrina. But you know so those he might have moved out. They live for really <laughs> oh, long God, time. Yeah, much longer than us most of the time. The gopher turtle. Yeah, they have a big uh, celebration because it's their only natural tortoise. And I guess it's Louisiana's, too. And that's pretty neat because they really, they lived over hundreds of years old. I mean, that's They're like, endangered. Yeah. They're, not, Save the gopher tortoise. Yes, Do not yes. kill them. So who's up this morning with this weather, not uh, fish, and text? Well, the regulars. And I just have to say, I love everybody that texts in because it's everyone gives themselves a moniker, and it sounds like everybody has a band name. We've got Justin in the Gentilly Refuge, who is out on the porch, and the squirrels jumping around saying hello. And then uh, we've got somebody who said they stayed at Cypress Cove, and they were pretty firm on the masks, uh, which is, you know, that's their job. They're trying to keep you safe at Cypress Cove in Venice. Um, so if you do check into the hotel there, bring your mask. And uh, someone wished me congratulations on my swordfish. Thank you. Probably my most favorite fish to target. And says, glad you're feeling better, Don. Don's been feeling fine no, the I'm whole time. Right. He's just, just working on talk. getting his voice back. And this folk, uh, 251, that is uh, um, Lafayette? That's no, that's Alexandria. Oh, okay. I think. I thought it was Alexandria. Where are I you think checking it's Alabama. In? All right. This, folks, has to work this weekend. Well, guess what? It's not a bad day to go to work this morning. It's kind of gross out there. The Irish Kuna says, y'all have a good one and stay dry. Uh, the Backstrap stra- Stacker. <laughs> I have trouble with that, too. Backstrap Stacker. Say that four times fast. Checking in from Orange Beach. Yep, your guys are getting hammered now. Wind is blowing 30 to 40 knots. Some serious hail. I did see some hail down in uh, Plaquemines yesterday. 
It's a good morning to sit and wait till the afternoon, and that is definitely the truth. What does a turkey do during this weather? A turkey? They're sitting up in a tree roosted, just taking it, I guess. They huh? must have very strong talons or feet to hold on when the winds gust like that. I mean, could you just see that? Their wings, wings flap and holding on to the oh, tree. Oh, they hold the wings in tight, I'm yeah. sure, and put hunker their poncho down. on and hunker down. They yeah. said the weather, the water was crystal clear on Friday in Orange Beach, and the triggerfish were plentiful. You know, triggerfish are kind of like sheep's head. People kind of underestimate how good they are. But watch out for those teeth. They will get you. They will bite you. Oh, the boys at Dixie Ranch over in Lacombe are hanging out. I wonder if they're actually doing any turkey hunting or just chilling out. They got their swimsuits, he says. Yes. That's Don. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's another moniker. The Mad Trucker checking in. <laughs> another 251. Uh, be careful driving this morning. Anybody on the roads, be careful on the Gulf Coast. It is uh, ponding. I guess that's the term, the weather term, ponding on the road, which means you can't see the lines. So, yeah, lots of great texts. If you've got a text, what's the number, Don? 504-260-1870. Tell us who you are, where you are, what you got going on on this rainy, stormy Saturday morning. That's true. All right, folks. Well, if you haven't bought your hunting or fishing license yet, when you do for Louisiana, you want to check the box on the bottom of the screen for Hunters for the Hungry. They're an outstanding nonprofit organization that we do a lot of partnerships with and help promote them because what they do is – They collect protein, fish, wild game, and they get it to folks in need. And they had a great year last year. They do their empty the freezer day in September, and that's right before hunting season. But they've just had a tremendous amount of fish coming in. And when you go to buy your fishing and hunting license, even if you're out of state and you're coming to get that three-day license to go on a charter, you can click the box at the bottom and make a small donation to them. Last year they harvested over 55,000 pounds of protein which equates to almost a quarter million meals, and that's fantastic. So when you go to the www.h4hla.org slash buy license or your local provider, even if you go to buy it at the counter, make a donation to Hunters for the Hungry. You know, last year we did a Bayou Wild TV feature on it, yeah. and I went to St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, It's a soup kitchen, basically, in Baton Rouge and help serve. Those people were so appreciative to get that stuff. It's great. And you actually formed the, uh, what is it, the Covington chapter of Hunters for the Hungry and And put together a clean out your freezer. And, you know, I actually fished with Jeff Madia, who owns uh, Pyre Provisions in Covington, where we hosted our pickup last year. And he, he, I didn't even have to bring it up. He said, hey, when's the date? Uh, You know, we want to be on board again this year. So look for a September date for the North Shore um, there's a lot of places in Baton Rouge and to the west and Slidell also, but for the St. Tammany area, we want to best our donations from last year, and that will be coming up towards the end of the summer uh, to get you prepared for hunting season. But you can donate year-round. Just go to the hunting There's several ways to do it. Yeah, go to the h4hla.org slash donate, and you can do a monetary donation. You can do a food donation. But the thing is when you make a monetary donation they make it stretch they make that food go a long way and when they get fish and game they prepare it in a way that it feeds the most people so if you're a rodeo director you can keep the fish that's weighed in donate them i know a lot of rodeos got canceled last year so it's a little bit of a problem but uh you could also um you know, form like you did. Start a chapter someplace if you got some volunteers. Yeah, they're and You don't have to start off big. Yeah, you can set up in your hometown, and they'll give you the publicity, and people can come give their uh, what you would call an abundance of wild game or fish. Now, the only protein that they have a little bit of uh, concern with is is pigs. So, yeah, so yeah. keep those for yourself. But any fish, if you got any extra, you know, things in the freezer, they don't mind. You know, if it's not vacuum sealed, it's not a big deal. So. 
Go check out Hunters for the Hungry. Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about our the grand opening of Etouffee Restaurant, which is where we broadcast from on Mondays. You want to check that out? We'll give you the details on that and get to some more fishing and hunting updates coming up. And welcome back in. Uh, well, the weather's clearing a little bit here where we are at St. Hubert's Cathedral on the North Shore, but South Shore, get ready. And we just got a text from Robbie Campo. He saw a weather report that said gust up to 97 miles an hour may be hitting New Orleans. So stay put. Not a day to be on the roads no. or the water. Not for a few hours anyway. And keep in mind the roads do stay flooded a little longer than the rain sticks around. But, yeah, it's uh, it's that time of year. We're in severe weather season. So prepare for, you know, fronts like this to come through. I don't think the weather's going to get any colder behind it. But it sure confuses everything, you know. The, what are the what do the animals in the woods do when this? Stuff I always comes think in? about that, you know. You know, some of them have burrows in the ground, yeah, or they have holes in trees. But poor turkey, <laughs> that's the guy I feel sorry for. <laughs> I mean, they got a built-in umbrella with those wings. I mean, that's pretty much what they are—is a giant umbrella. I think they just hunker down and they take it and they forget about it. Well. I always think about that, you know, because everyone worries about their pet dogs and them worrying. I don't think any animal in nature is afraid of weather. It's like they're born into it, so it's just part of their day. You know, sometimes weather can be exciting. I mean, I've been out there and witnessed fronts come through. Yeah. I'm in a covered deer stand or something, and I'll tell you what, it, it, it's amazing. It's, it's an yeah. experience to watch that happen. That's nature in its truest form. Being offshore and it could be a little. Ooh, hair. no, I don't want Yesterday to be we headed out and it was smooth. You know, once the rain passed through, it was actually a really nice day. By about two o'clock, I knew that front was approaching. The winds picked up, the waves started capping. You know, we were we had a rough ride in, but fortunately we only had the rough ride on the way in. But yeah, and it's interesting too because Saturday we expected it to be super rough, or excuse me, Thursday. After that first batch of rain, when it rolled out, the winds just straight up died. It was smooth and kind of... Well, a lot of times in the summer, you'll see that. Yeah. Even fishing in the marsh or in the bays, you'll get this big storm break, you know, in the middle of the day. Yeah. A downpour, and then it just kind of slicks off, and it's a little cooler. Yeah, those are those little those little isolated downpours. This is not an isolated system. This <laughs> no, is a massive no. front pushing through. All right, we're going to get to some more of your text yeah. messages, 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. But first, we pause ten seconds for local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, everybody's awake because it sounds like a bowling alley on the Gulf Coast. We've been hearing rumbles of thunder for ten seconds at a time. Big Don, what's up, Martha? Good morning. Hey, Toby. Well, stay tuned because I'm headed to see how the turkeys handle this weather. Well, give them a couple hours to shake the. Toby's had a pretty good season. Oh yeah. He sent me some PA. Went to Alabama. And he got one there. I tell you, Toby don't miss out on much. When Toby goes, Toby gets. Yeah. Whether it's fish or game, uh, excellent hunter. And you know what I like about Toby? He brings this little guy with him. I can't think of his name right now. He, Toby will text me back. But he's kind of like his protege. Yeah. You know, and he's bringing him along. Teaching him. Teaching him how to hunt turkeys, how to catch fish. You know what I like about your show also? You get folks that, a lot of them, that just like to listen, and that would be... They're lonely. Now, it's Deb, a lonely hearts club. Now, I don't know that Deb is not a hunter or fisher. I'm not going to put that in, but she's stuck at work today from 8 to 6 at the pharmacy. It's not raining up north just yet, but it will be in a couple hours. There will be no fishing either. Started listening a half an hour ago and just waiting to see what happens. Well, Deb, I hope we keep your morning going for you. All right, Wilmer, Alabama. I'm not sure which part of Alabama that is, but 
Ed Miller's listening, and he's working on his wingbone turkey calls. Tell me what a wingbone turkey call is. It's a, a hollow bone that comes from the turkey's wings. It's big on one end and narrows down real small. I've got one. Yeah. And it's just kind of tradition to be able to use the wingbone of a turkey to call in a turkey and kill it. But it does make an excellent sound. Uh, I don't actually use mine. It's up there on my fireplace, item. yeah, with some of the beards and stuff. That's cool. But I tell you what, old-time turkey hunters, and I'll see if anybody remembers this, and I'd love to see if somebody still has one and send me a picture. But film that you take, you know, pictures with. Yeah. What are those? You remember that. I don't know if you knew <laughs> about that being photos? young as you No, are. I do. I remember. Okay. Well, they, they used to come in metal canisters before plastic. Before plastic. Okay, that's a little before my And time. what you would do is take the metal canister, then you would go to the store, because normally you wouldn't have one, and buy some prophylactics, if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's got the latex. Mm-hmm. You cut it, and you stretch it over the tin, <laughs> and you put a slight hole with a razor blade in it. And then you take the top and put it on there, and you blow through it, and it makes an excellent turkey call. I used to use one of those. That was before all the plastic mouth mm-hmm. calls, which now are, you can get them everywhere. But that's how you did it without a, uh, a box call. Huh. Well, if you're hard up for a turkey call, you know where to go find some <laughs> equipment. Oh, the Lafayette Yacker is awake. He's in for a New Orleans alumni crawfish boil and a quick Sunday trip to Shell Beach. Weather's great for coffee and biscuits and your show. Thanks for all the reports. Yeah, I imagine this afternoon there'll be a lot of crawfish boils going on and fish fries. I'll be at one. Yeah, there you go. Um, It's just not a day to be on the water, at least a morning, that's for sure. You had any crawfish yet this year? Not that many. I've had a little bit. Um, I've only eaten crawfish about three times. I actually had some crawfish in Venice that some customers from Georgia boiled. And I was skeptical because I didn't know if they'd be able to do it as well as we do. And they were some of the best crawfish I ever ate. I was very impressed. It's interesting to watch the different methods. I mean, I've got a tried and true method, and I don't veer off of it. But, you know, recently you missed out on it because you were fishing. We went with Miss Louisiana down to Crawfish Haven. And Barry Toops down there, he boils a ton of crawfish, literally a ton of crawfish. But he boils his crawfish five minutes, and he doesn't soak them. He pulls them out. And he sprinkles more seasoning on them. It's kind of a Southwest Louisiana method, that's a and Texas they were really thing good. Too. Yeah, I, I I find that gets a bit messy. Doesn't I get like, as much juice in it. No, I like the I like the seasoning to soak up in the crawfish. And if you can get your timing on your boil and your soak and get your seasoning right, don't change anything about it. Just remember how long you did it. The tricky part with crawfish is the different sizes denotes how long you want to soak them for. Because those little ones, you know, they get mushy real quick. So. What yeah. do I know about crawfish? Overco- <laughs> overcooking crawfish is the worst thing you can do. That's a mortal sin, for those of you who know what that is. All right, let's take a break. We come back. Mitch Jurisic is going to join Delta us. Delta Marina. Delta Marina. You pass by there all the time. Oh, yeah. You need to stop in and check out their restaurant. I definitely do. We'll, t- we'll find out from him what's on the menu. We're back right after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Welcome back. 543. We're going to head down LA 23 to Empire and talk to Mitch Jurisic from Delta Marina. Good morning, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? Well, Martha came in looking like a wet cat, like a drowned, <laughs> drowned dog. But other than that, we're okay. It's clearing up over here in the North Shore, but I think you guys are fixing to get it down river there. Oh, yeah. I looked a while ago at the radar and checked it out. Guys are calling me wanting to know what's up. I said, stay home a little while because it's not even worth the effort to, to even think about going out yet. You know, we... We uh we got this win as just being really ruthless. The tide's really high. And, ooh, you know, you know what's going on. Most fishermen know 
So we're dealing with that this morning. But hopefully it looks like the forecast is going to clear up for a little later this morning and maybe some of them guys can get out there and go go do what they have to do. But for the most part, I, I'm not going to be out there chasing any fish today. <laughs> What's sure. been coming to the docks this week? Well, I tell you what, when the weather was good over the weekend, last weekend and uh, during the week, a lot of speckled trout are showing up now. They're really catching, making some good catches. The guides are doing well. Even the novice fishermen were coming in all excited because they were, you know, not catching limits, but catching some really nice trout. The average boat coming in was between 25 and 40 trout, depending on how many people were fishing. And uh, really some real pretty fish and an encouraging report came in yesterday. A guy told me about a couple of days ago fishing a little west of here that, you know, he actually had a lot of throwback fish, which is a good sign for the summer. You know, we, we've been kind of missing those little school trout. And uh, he said they were starting to show up, which is a really good thing. The little bitty brown shrimp that finally made a showing. Uh, but the problem with that is they're way too small for live bait. And our live bait boats are struggling right now to make to catch us any bait. In fact, we don't have any bait this morning, but I don't think I'm going to miss a whole lot of sales on live bait with this <laughs> weather. But uh, but it's been really, really tough on them guys. They had some new restrictions come down in the last year, and most of them didn't realize that their, their gears their gear's been restricted again during the closed season, so they all had to make adjustments to their gear, and, and those adjustments have really crippled them in, in their catch. And, and it's like, you know, go out for six, seven hours and only catch a couple thousand shrimp. It's not worth it for them and not making any any headway. So we've been having a real tough time the last month or so getting live bait. Let's talk about your uh, new restaurant. I know it's fairly – relatively new open and maybe some folks don't know but you you guys totally remodeled the place and you got some great eats down there yeah martha's a growing girl and you know she's a charter <laughs> captain and when she gets back she's hungry oh my God. She's, what would you what oh do you God. have down there that she might enjoy everything <laughs> oh, a little bit of everything what we've done is we've tried to make things a little different uh you know where we're at we have a lot of good pasta dishes one of our signature pasta dishes is the ponderosa pasta because the restaurant is named the ponderosa oyster bar and grill and the ponderosa pasta has a little bit of everything you can almost catch down here in it uh it's really good chef lou is is on his game with that he developed it uh we have our traditional shrimp and grits uh you know of course you got your burgers po' boys all the seafood specialties but what we're going to really be working on here shortly is we're charbroiling oysters and raw oysters and the charbroiled oysters are really going over well the only problem we're dealing with right now is my charbroil situation is still not set up completely so we're having to fight with the kitchen staff to get our charbroiled oysters and uh but hopefully within this next month we'll be grilling grilling them and getting them out as quickly as possible. And we're anticipating some large crowds to come eat because uh, I've teamed up with Tommy Satanovich with Drago's and, and we kind of worked together on the recipe. And I had to add a little bit of something, my own flair to it. People are really enjoying them. So that's going to be one of our signature creations here is our charbroiled oysters and raw oysters down here. It's very hard to find good fresh raw oysters 
what a better to get them from that third generation oyster farmer, right? That's right. Well, before we go, tell folks what your hours are and when you're open so they can come check you out. Okay, we're only open Thursday through Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. as of now, but we will be changing that to 9 p.m. and on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. You know, Mitch, without naming them, there's a lot of restaurants that require a little bit of a drive for people from out of Baton Rouge and New Orleans, but they're very popular, and I can see that happening. You, you'll you get people, certainly, that are going down there to fish or hunt, stop there while, or if they're staying in your cabins, but you're going to get people that are just going to take the ride down there to get a good meal. And and they, we actually have started, you know, getting some of those people. They're driving from up that way because they're hearing about us even more. Uh, and and the, the raw oysters are, and the charcoal oysters are really you know unique to the area down here right now and uh, and we I've been working closely with my with my sister restaurants down here you know and telling them hey you know I send them your way during the week but if they want oysters you know where to send them for some good oysters and uh, so we work real good together down here you know we're kind of like a close knit family and uh, but uh, so we're you know we're we're working with them and I think this summer we're really gonna. We're really going to take off with with those with those two items. Not to mention the other stuff. We have great drink specials. You know, we're just looking to. You know, this will be my third full year in business, and I'm really looking forward to a banner year. Our cabins are really booking up. Uh, you know, we have our Empire Rodeo that comes in August. We're going to actually host it again here this year, so we're excited about that. So we got a lot of good things coming this way. Uh, for us this summer i think we almost finished with the final phases of construction and everything else that we've done around the place so we're excited we're really ready but the only other thing is i have to get my butt back up in them woods and kill that darn turkey that's been haunting <laughs> my me and you both me and you both they've been Man, driving he, me crazy he was, blow, he was blowed up in that field yesterday and i told the wife tomorrow morning i'm gonna <laughs> see i'm not coming back till i get him that's it. He's on my he's on my bucket list. So I don't know when I'll get back. Hopefully quick, you know, but but man, he's been on my mind. <laughs> Good luck to so. you. All right. Thanks All right. for reporting, well, Mitch. Appreciate much. it. Take care. Yeah, thank thank y'all very much. Y'all have a great day. You too. Coming up next, Daryl Carpenter. We'll head to the other side of the coast, down in Grand Isle, and get the reports from the island. Well, we are going to take it down to the other side of the coast, down to Grand Isle, and talk to Daryl Carpenter this morning, and I imagine he's going to tell us the same tune as most others. But let's hear what's been going on the past week or so. Good morning, Daryl. Well, Martha, I didn't get a chance to listen to Mitch's report, but I hope it was as good as mine. I mean, the, the speckled <laughs> trout are just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, even on the days, you know, that those, what, what we'd call that intermediate waters on the on the days when the wind's been blowing which these days are more than than not uh and you're having to retreat to some of those in, interior areas uh, the fish average a little bit smaller in size but they are starting to gang up uh, we saw our first flock of birds diving earlier this week even though we didn't check them out we saw them running on the way in um i mean but we're finding schools of trout starting to gang up just about anywhere you look, I mean, with the with the oyster reefs, with the platforms, you know, with any of our obstructions, our, our current points, our, our normal choke points where we look for bait to be moving through. I will tell you, down closer to the island, 
you know, when you get right around Grand Isle, the fish that we're catching here, we call them beach trout. They're, they're your true beach trout, you know, averaging 18, 20 inches up to a few pounds. Um, those have, have not really gained real, real hard yet. And what we're seeing, I guess it's the cold snap, that, that apocalypse that we had earlier in the month or last month, kind of slowed things down because where you find those trout up in the marshy areas that are all ganged up and just ready to destroy anything you throw at them is that's where we're seeing the bait. Now the schools of pogies and so forth are starting to come out, but they're still kind of in those interior intermediate waters. They haven't really made it to the big bays down here at the coast yet. That's right. Uh, you don't see the, you don't see the pelicans diving and so forth down here. They're all further, a little bit further North, but you know, I'm, I'm looking at just weather we got coming through now, and even it's not not forecasted to drop the temperature any. So let's hope that, you know, this is over with. It's done. We're going to start seeing a steady rise in that water temperature, which means those, those fish and those shrimp are going to grow a lot faster, and they'll they'll be headed down here to the coast pretty, time, pretty soon. And, look, as an example, of, we left the other day at 150 live shrimp. Yesterday we left with 150 live shrimp. And uh, didn't touch a single one of them until right toward the end of the day because if it hit the water, the fish were eating it. So, I mean, they're hungry, and plastic was the king of the day. Interesting. Do you have any recommended colors people use, or they'll just eat any plastics? Uh, You know, Martha, I've been getting real heavy. Of course, you can't go wrong with the old H&H green, lime green sparkle beetle. I mean, that's just, it, it, it worked 40 years ago, folks, and it still works now. Um, but I've been getting real heavy into the matrix shad baits and, and I, I really like They're how tough baits. those baits are and how they hold up. Uh, the Holly Jolly has been real good and the Creole shrimp has been really, really good for us. And, and lately the lighter the jig head you can get away with the better. So we've been throwing a lot of quarter ounce stuff. Darrell, you mentioned uh, you had 150 live shrimp. Is that your private stock that you catch or the bait shops have them? No, the bait shops have them. And, uh, you know, we've had we've had a small supply. It's it, it's typical with everything else. Uh, you know, we lost our tide this week, so the shrimp kind of kind of died off on us. But we've had enough to where we've been able to sell a few here and there, and you know, keep some of the other charter captain stock. Whereas the the you know, same story as the marinas. Usually, if you're one of the first few there, you've got some. But other than that, they're just not real thick yet. And Don, what we're catching is still a lot of the big white shrimp. Uh, the little bitty brownies, the brown there again, I guess they were retarded by the cold, but the little bitty brownies that are starting to show up are not big enough yet. You give them about two weeks and, and you will really have a good supply of shrimp. Darrell, uh, you guys have probably the earliest speckled trout bite. If somebody wants to get a trip soon, tell them how to get you. Well, they can find me on your site at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Uh, realscreamers.com. We do some of the social media stuff. Or 225-937-6288. All right, Daryl. Well, thanks for the report and hope that the weather does not get too bad for you. Folks, if you're headed down there, just wait till it passes and play it safe. Our first round is on the way to where I can, I can hear the bass drums play it to the north. I'm watching those colors on the radar screen. You're getting a little bit of it down there. Thanks again, Daryl. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.
All right, hour number two. What's hour number up? two, we've got the bad boys of the outdoors. We've got the uh, the paddlers report with Eric Mahabrick for all you kayak fishermen. Some freshwater fishing reports and uh, a little more thunder, too. And don't worry about the plastic man. Don't forget him. Oh, how could you ever? <laughs> He's unforgettable. Ryan Lambert's his name. All right, we're going to be back to do all of that. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque and Martha Spencer. While you're watching that weather system push on through the Gulf Coast, small craft advisory up. Plan your travels a little bit later today, and we'll be back right after the top of the hour break. Yeah, we're going to have Mike Gallo coming up at 610. We'll have him coming on. And, uh, you know, we're going to have the Paddler's Report, Eric Mm Mohabarak, the guy with the raccoon feet. He'll be (laughs) He's a kick, that guy, huh? Oh, he is. He's, I don't know, man. He's enjoying life. Though. Oh, yeah. You gotta give He's it living to right. He is. He is. Hey, you know what's been also been getting a lot caught of? Bass. Absolutely. Bass. And if you haven't heard the expression, don't be that guy. You know the one who catches that big bass and didn't register for the or bass? Or CCA. Or CCA. The Bass Cash Bash. Say that three times fast. You could miss or you could win if you register. A new boat, a truck, or over $2 million in prize money. Sign up before you fish. There's no cutoff time to sign up. Just sign up before you do it. $50 for adults, $30 for kids. BassCashBash.com. And there's already been several caught. $1,000 winners, been a lot of them. And the thing about it is people, you know, it, it goes all the way from Texas to Alabama, but they don't realize how many, you know, we got a lot of changed bass fishery. The Wrigley's, right. Shell Beach, Delacroix, Hope, they're catching bass in those areas. And there's some of those tagged bass in there. So if you're fishing down there, and a lot of people are happy to put 10 bass in a boat, fishing them under a cork with live shrimp. 100%. Yeah, There's been... no shame in that. Bass are fun. That's what I started doing when I came to Louisiana. And that was always the thing to do when the weather blew, just you know, get out in the marsh and go bass fishing. Heck, you can go down to Venice Marina and see captains and deckhands with their little... Their little rods, like literally fishing around the marina. Now, I wouldn't eat any of those fish out of the marina, but there's definitely some big ones down there. So, yeah, sign up for the Bass Cash Bash. It's only Bass Cash Bash. I literally have to say that that slow to not mess that up. Bass Cash Bash. Bass Cash Bash? You almost missed it. I've said it a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, uh, it's definitely worth the $50. You could win a boat. All right, don't forget to text us, 504 Two six zero one eight seventy. What you got going on this rainy, stormy Saturday morning? Our buddy David Hubble over in Alabama. I think we got him hungry for some charbroiled oysters. You got me hungry for. Some I could charbroiled. eat those for I breakfast. I could eat them for breakfast. Absolutely. That's one thing I cannot cook. I don't know what it is. I mean, they're okay, but I can't get them like the pros. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Eric over in the Beta Hunt Club says good morning and glad you're back, Don. This is the first show you've done uh, in a while, huh? Well, I've had some help. Right. Well, I'm glad you're sounding better because we need you for Bayou Wild and we need you for your radio program and uh, hopefully your I voice is healing. I need to holler at my dogs when they mess up. Too. That's true. They've true. been getting a break. Well, you don't sound like Ed Ogeron anymore, so there's that. Well, I can always whisper. I'm a great whisperer. <laughs> okay. But I don't know if everybody like that. They might. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little creepy. <laughs> We've got a North Shore number with no name saying, Don, glad you're back. And then... Uh, Glad you're in the office, Don. Your helpers have been great as well. Well, that's very kind. We've had several fill-in people. Yeah, we have Joel Messon, uh, you know, a kid, kid fish. He went after Snook, he and Todd. Yeah. And he didn't score, but Todd did. Okay. Todd caught a Snook. I've never caught a Snook, mm-hmm. and I've heard that they fight harder than a redfish. And folks in Florida, you know, that's what they go crazy for because they don't get the red fishing that we do. So maybe Snook, and they do have a slot limit size on those. I so. wonder why we don't have them here. 
That is a good question. I don't know that. Maybe it has to do with the salinity. I mean, I don't know. We got plenty of hot the warmer water. It's just not where they live, I guess. Uh, maybe it's the sand bottom that's different. That's we possible. Got a mud bottom. If there's any uh, marine biologists out there that could answer that question, why do we not have snook? Oh, we could ask Ryan Lambert. He knows everything. He will know. He will probably he know. Snook. Yes. I've seen weird things showing up, though, in Venice. We've been catching African pompanos, which is another strange fish. We, uh, a few days ago, on the, when the lump was still good, I would say probably 20 of them were caught. Big ones, too. I mean, talking 30, 40 pounders. Are they as good to eat as a regular pompano? I don't know yet. My customers gave me a bag, and they're in my freezer, and I'm dying to try mm. it. I'm going to cook some next week. But I've heard it's, no, I don't. you got a John Fultz cookbook, don't you? I do. Well, um, African pompano is kind of like the... North American rooster fish. That's kind of what I compare mm-hmm. them to. They've got that crazy long top um, fin. They're beautiful. They're How like did you silver. Catch them? What were you fishing for? Well, we were fishing time? for tuna, which was crazy because they're bottom fish. So that means the current wasn't very strong. And we, I think, we got to the top, the top of that salt dome, aka the East Lump. And uh, I mean, what a great bycatch! I mean, you have uh, cut bait on. Or? Yeah, they were eating red meat. Hmm. Yep, and uh, a lot of folks caught them, and everybody was excited to see them because it's just a rare fish for this area. There's guides that have never caught them before, so that was kind of cool. So some occasionally things do show up around here, tarpon and you know baby tarpon in the marina and all kinds of weird stuff. So you never know what you're gonna find. All right, when we come back, we are gonna check in with Mike Gallo. I bet he's in dock right now. Yep, he ain't going out. I'm looking at his territory. Uh-uh, it ain't going to happen anytime soon. Maybe this afternoon. Mike Gallo's up next from Angling Adventures of Louisiana on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Going to get with Mike Gallo with the fishing report coming in from Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Sponsored by CETO for $179 a year. You can get unlimited fuel drops, 24-7 tow-ins, and jump starts for electric problems. Just go to CETO. Dot com. Wow. Eee, that is. was close. I'm glad I'm in this building. Call Cito. Come, come get us. Rescue Would us. they come out in this weather, though? <laughs> I don't think so. Peace of mind and your loved ones is just a call away. Call Captain Chris at 504-301-4545. All right. Captain Mike, it's been a while. How are you doing, my friend? Hello, Martha. It's good to hear you. Good, good morning. Good to hear Don. What's going on down there? Are you getting whacked? Oh, I'm actually sitting at home listening to my favorite Saturday morning radio show, just kind of relaxing. I have a I have a lodge full of Texas guys. We went out yesterday and caught some trout and a few redfish. Today, hopefully the weather will pass and we can get a chance to go out this evening. If not, Sunday's weather looks very good, and I'm fishing with them again on Sunday. So, uh we're just kind of in a holding pattern at the moment. So how's the fishing been regardless of the weather? I mean, the past few days haven't been too bad before this rain moved in. No, I, I tell you, Martha, as the water temperatures have increased and gotten close to 70, 70 degrees, we have seen uh, better catches of speckled trout. And they seem to be spread out everywhere. We caught them at the bridges in Lake Pontchartrain. We caught them at the platforms in Lake Bourne, uh, Lake Catherine, fishing plastic under a popping cork. No one seems to have any live shrimp in the immediate area. So we've been relying on plastic. If you do fish bait and you fish in some of the deeper holes, there are 
catfish, uh, black drum, sheephead, occasional redfish. We're seeing more flounder this year than we have in quite a while. So things are shaping up as the water temperature is warm, and when you have good weather, you generally have good catches of fish. With the uh, fishing under a cork, you know, if somebody doesn't know how long a leader they need, how, how long do you normally put that away from your, your bait away from your cork? I mean, I know it depends on your depth, but what's a general good idea? I would say that I, I always start with two different lengths, and I'll have one about 18 inches and one about 30 inches. And I always use a, a relatively heavy line between the cork and my plastic. I use 40-pound tests. And um, I generally start with an eighth-ounce jig head. And if I do change, I change to a sixteenth-ounce jig head to try to get the rate of fall of that plastic to be slower. Rare occasion where the fish prefer a fast fall, but the, the vast majority of time they want that lure to fall back slowly, and that's where you'll get the strike. Mike, uh I'm sure you and the Texas guys are going to try to get out this afternoon after this frontal system moves through. You only got a two-tenths tide range. You're going to have some muddy water stirred up from the high winds. What's your game plan going to be that you can pass along to other people who may be doing the same thing? Well, I tell you, Don, we've had strong south winds since yesterday about noon. The winds picked up and it pushed the water up. Now, those guys were at the lodge last night boiling crawfish, and the tide was steadily coming in. And we've had south winds all this morning. This is a good thing because the high water won't be quite as dirty from the winds. And when that front goes past, I think we're going to have a falling tide all day, regardless of what the actual tide is supposed to be. Because that water pushed up so high, and behind that front will be relaxed winds. It's going to seek its own level, and we'll have some water movement. So I feel pretty positive if we can get to the Biloxi Marsh, we'll be able to find some clean water. It may be deep in the interior of the marsh, um, Cutoff Lagoon area, Pete's Lagoon, Grand Lagoon. Those areas are probably going to have some good clean water. And then once we get there, the first thing we'll look for will be mullet. And when we find some mullet, trolling motor goes in the water, and we'll start fan casting, you know, chatterbaits, spoons, uh, whatever, you know, we catch fish on. We're certainly going to get everybody switched over to that. One one tip I can pass along, if the water's moving fast, then I'll fish a, a lure that makes a heavy vibration. And if the water's moving slow, then I want to fish a lure that makes a smaller vibration. So anything from a plastic worm like a bass fisherman would fish on up to a chatterbait, again, like a bass fisherman would fish. But those are two different lures, one with a lot of vibration, the chatterbait, and the worm has a very small amount of vibration. I kind of match the vibration to the amount of water movement or tide. Well, if you can't catch a trout with that information, I'd say you might well just hang it up. <laughs> Mike, that's awesome. Thanks for your forensic fishing knowledge, and good luck to your Texas fishermen out there. It's great to talk to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Give us that phone number, Mike, if somebody wants to call you. 
I will. I do have an answer to your snook question. We don't have. Oh, yeah, I figured you might. We don't have a snook in our Louisiana waters because our winter water temperatures get too cold. There you go. That's we had somebody else uh, commented too. Yeah, there's probably a few reasons, but we do have a snooky, I think, on TV. Isn't that a snooky? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, thanks yeah. for the report. Good luck this afternoon. See you later, Michael. When we come back, we will be getting the we'll Powders Report. Week. Talk to you next week, Mike. Take care. The Powders Report coming up in just a few. And that song signifies it is time to talk about kayak fishing. The Paddlers Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. All kinds of locations to get with Massey's and get your Hobie kayaks as well as all kinds of other wonderful stuff that they sell. If you've never been to Massey's, there's one in Covington, there's one in New Orleans, and they have all kinds of cool camping and outdoor gear too if you're into that as well. We'll talk to to the... uh, as Don calls them, raccoon feet, Eric Mahabrick. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing, Martha, Don? You're not uh, insulted by that name, right? What's that, raccoon feet? No, uh, you got to have them yeah. to track through the marsh, you know? That's right. everybody got to have them, <laughs> you know? But I'm uh, just trying to stay out of the lightning strikes. Just had one hit about 100 yards from the house here, so uh, pretty Yikes. some pretty fireworks going on this morning. What's going on in kayak land? Well, uh, you know, Massey's has got their uh, demo day the first week of every month. Uh, they also just got a whole bunch of uh, recreational in- inventory, bikes, kites, picnic blankets, hammocks, disc golf, uh, and some stuff you like, too. Them uh, Grundon's boots and flip-flops, they got yep. a big shipment of them in, so y'all get over there. I know that's one of your favorites. Uh, you know, might have to go pick up a pair of them to cover the raccoon feet. They're getting a little old. Um, other than that, we got, uh, you know, Paddlepalooza's coming up next week, and uh, Brendan will give you a live report on that off the water next week for that. Uh, that's April 17th. It's going to be another catch photo and release due to the COVID uh, situation. You know, they're they trying to keep it safe still. Uh, you can get raffle tickets online, so it's open to the public. I guess anybody can buy the raffle tickets. I don't think you have to be signed up for the club, uh, but you may want to check with those guys first. Um, and first, know, first place, place is a Hobie 360. Yeah, that's you know that's a nice boat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it, not it a cheap boat either. Free. No, it's not a cheap very boat nice. either. You know, very nice. You know, uh, and then uh, after that on May 8th they got the Where Yeah tournament. It looks like it's going to be uh, two reds and two bass, and that's going to be a real weigh-in. It's going to be finally back to normal. Uh, for 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 a weigh-in, you know, the, the four fish heaviest way to win, first, second, and third. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to try and fish that one. I'm looking forward to it, uh, you know, so it, maybe can, things will be getting back to somewhat normal. How can people register for that Where You At tournament? Uh, to get on uh, Bayou, Coast, uh, Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's uh, uh, website, just, just Google, it'll pop up right there. And uh, they also have a Facebook page that'll link you to it and all of that stuff. That's about the best way to get a hold of it is on the, on the computer, you know. Check that out. But, uh, you know, it should be, I think, I don't know, I think the entry fee is going to be like 35 bucks for that one. I may be wrong. Don't can't quote me on that one. No, I can't beat that. Uh, it should be a good time by all. And that's down in the parish. We're going to Chalmette for that one, you know. And then, uh, oh, yeah. let's see, we yeah. got... 
Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh, as far as the What's fishing going on goes, they've been, that's, that's what I was going to tell you about. I've been getting, it's hard to get reports uh, from, the, from the kayak fishermen right now because, of, you know, the big tournament's coming up and stuff. Everybody's kind of hush-hush. Absolutely. I did get one about uh, a quarter mile from the telephone pole hole, and I know a lot of guys know who that is, or guys and girls know who that is, where that is. Uh, north, uh, it's going to be actually east when you're heading down west uh, on, on Highway 1. Uh, they've been getting some really nice specs, some tournament reds, and also seeing a few pics of flounders over there, so people might want to head over and check that little hole out. Uh, Port Salfa, behind the high school, has actually been producing some nice fish. Not really? limits, but, yeah, uh, some good specs. You know, pound and a half, two-pound fish. Uh, you know, they catch 17 one day, 22 the next, you know. Uh, you know, that's a great spot for kayakers because it's so yeah, it's so are. isolated back there. It's quiet. You are correct, Martha. You've, you've seen that before. They just put in that, that fishing pier also back there, and it, it's been designated as a they got a good place to launch the kayaks right there also. Uh, Parkman's Harris it's really a good did a safe nice spot job for, with that one. Yeah, it's a good spot for beginners because it's kind of protected back there, and, and you don't have to worry about too many boats, too. Yeah, correct. Instead of going out in the bay, you can take a right and get back up in them in, in them ponds and stuff up in there. You know, if you wanted to stay in, in total protected waters, you know, I wouldn't go out there today. But you know, no. it's, it's a little well, windy, raining. Eric, uh, you know, if, if folks don't have a kayak but they're interested in kayak fishing, you're you are a kayak fishing guide, and let folks know if they want to get out there how to get a hold of you. If they want to book a kayak charter fishing trip, if they want to bring the kids out, how do they reach you? Uh, it's easy. Uh, either on, on y'all's website, down to Buke's uh, Outdoors Guy, or, uh, you know, uh, you can call me, 504-313-8292. I'm also on Facebook and, and Instagram, uh, the Louisiana Kayak Company. You can see the phone number when you pull up at the page. Um, look forward to everybody coming out. It looks like it's going to be a good season this season coming up, you know, with the fishing. So can't complain. I think you're right. All right, Eric. Well, good luck at Paddlepalooza if you go to that and also the Where You At tournament. And uh, check right. out Massey's. it got all kinds of new stuff. We'll talk to you soon, Eric. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Going back to my gumbo. See y'all later. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Who cooks gumbo at this time of the morning? Eric, Eric. Mohabarak, yeah. All right, we got nine bad boys, count them, nine of them, on opening day and weekend of turkey season last week. And we've got their stories. It's called Bad Boys of the Outdoors. And it's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're going to get to some text messages. Remember, you can text us in. Don, what's the number for folks to text? 504-260-1870. All right, we got a more detailed answer about why we do not have snook in Louisiana. And this person says they require warmer water. But they are slowly creeping up the Texas coast. So as the water is warm, we will likely lose flounder but gain snook. And also, you know, it is warm enough for, for snook, but not in the winter. And that's the problem. Florida just stays warmer year-round. Great episode on Woodcock on Bayou Wild TV. And this person says, Don, you're sounding good and good morning. Yeah, if you missed the, this week's episode that aired Thursday on CST, our Bayou Wild episode, Don is a uh, – 
is a woodcock connoisseur, and um, they're crazy little birds, aren't they? They are, but they are so much fun to hunt. And, you know, three-bird limit, they weigh a couple ounces. You don't get much boy, out of them. No, but it's exciting, and it's great to watch the dogs. And my little dog, Smokey, has really become a great woodcock dog. She hangs in there tight on them. Yeah, they um, th- the woodcock hunters you'll learn in this episode is kind of a cult following because they don't do it for the, the guts and the glory and the big mounted birds, but just for the excitement of There's it. There's not many of us around anymore. Right. Now, you did a recipe with John Fultz, which oh. was real good on the And I had never eaten it before. It is delicious. Woodcock is a very tasty bird, kind of kind of like quail a little bit. But uh, check that out. You can go to Bayou Wild, uh, our YouTube page. YouTube backslash Bayou Wild TV. You'll find all the complete episodes there. And check us out on Facebook and Instagram as well, Bayou Wild TV. Give us a follow. We'd appreciate it. And you can catch up and keep up with all of our action and activity on that. We're going to take a quick break to get a station ID. We'll be back with the bad boys of the outdoors. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents have cited nine people for the alleged turkey hunting violations during opening weekend. And uh, hunting turkeys, of course, over a baited area, hunting with an unplugged gun, is uh, worth a fine of 250 to $500 and up to 90 days in jail for each one of those offenses. Failing to comply with our turkey tagging regulations carries a $100 to $350 fine and up to 60 days in jail. And on April 2nd, two agents cited in East Baton Rouge Parish Eric Harrington of Pride, Louisiana, for hunting turkey over a baited area and failing to comply with turkey tagging requirements. Duran Barry, 51, of Prairieville, for hunting turkey over a baited area and hunting with an unplugged gun. Chad White, 40, of Greenwall Springs, and Paul Nering of Pride, for hunting turkey over a baited area. Come on, guys. And moving over to Tangipahoa Parish, there was 35-year-old Christopher D. Allen, of Kentwood, hunting turkey over bait. In Allen Parish, George Adam Manuel, 65, of Oakdale. Guess what? Hunting over a baited area. Come on. And in Catahoula Parish, Harry M. Herman, 67, of Harrisburg, and 75-year-old Billy J. Bass. Really? Is that Billy Bass? (laughs) For hunting turkey over a baited area. And last but not least, in Union Parish, Colby Craig, 19, of Ruston, for failing to comply with tagging requirements. Those are the bad boys of the outdoors baiting over. Come on. That's just lame. Happens every year. You can count on it. Yeah, don't do it. That takes all the fun out of it. Call those birds in like everybody else. I'll tell you what, it makes it real easy, though. But Yeah, there's no fun in that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not a turkey hunter, so I don't know. They do, you they will do, be. If they you do, do it, when you get out there, you'll be hooked. The only reason I haven't been turkey hunting is because I'm fishing? too busy fishing. <laughs> and I hear about it all the time, and I want to go so bad. I did turkey hunt one time in Texas. We did have some birds close, and then another buddy of ours was a field over, and when he shot, he spooked all our birds. So that was my one experience with turkeys. And he missed because he took a long shot, and when we left that day, we saw that bird out in the field again just waving at us. They will drive you crazy. (laughs) And that's probably why I don't need to get into it. Yeah, well, you've heard the BDI bird. Absolutely. It tells you about a turkey hunter and a turkey. All right, we're going to get to Ryan Lambert in just a second here. So stay tuned with us. The Plastic Man coming up. From Buras, Louisiana, right here, outdoors with Don Dubuque. Good morning, Ryan. I'm guessing you're about to get whacked by the weather down there in Lower Plaquemines. We are about to get whacked. Boy, I tell you what, it's 
that's, that's some serious weather out there. Yeah, we, we made we not gonna eat breakfast till eight o'clock. I saw it coming, so we'll eat breakfast. And when the lightning stops and the rain slacks off, we, we'll head out. But we're not going until that's some serious lightning in that storm. I uh, we watched the radar for the past couple hours, and it kind of it was a couple lines, but now it's built this one bow echo signature on the radar that just kind of looks like completely uniform and i was down there uh in beers yesterday morning or i can't remember if it was yesterday or two mornings ago and we actually had hail down there so it was pretty yeah, nasty couple mornings yeah. yeah that's two mornings well, in a row we, we we got woke up with lightning and this will be the third time in four days this so is third yeah i need a nap yeah. <laughs> well uh well, when rip, the weather passes go ahead the passes we're gonna get after them. We're gonna we're gonna go out and uh, the boys he'll fish redfish today because the the wind is gonna really whip up the water, and uh, it's blowing pretty good right now. So the trout fishing will probably be out. But uh, me, I'm supposed to fly fish, so I'm gonna get into Hell's Bay and I'm gonna get out there and go find some clear water in the back country and and see if I can see something once if the sun comes out and it might later on today. So we have a falling tide, so it, it ought to be good. You know, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, the river's going to crest today, but it's, it's, it's still in a month from now, it's still going to be 10 foot. It's 14, four right now. And it's going to go down to 10 something in a month. It was supposed last week. It was supposed to go all the way to seven, but as you know, this time of year, the just, water just keeps coming and coming. So, We'll, we'll just deal well, with speaking that. of the water, people, just a just a, a safety reminder: with the water being high, uh, if you're crossing the river, watch out for debris. We hit, we actually hit a log the other day, and there's a lot of debris in the river right now. So it's only going to get worse for the next month as the river continues to stay high. Yeah, I took I took a little unit off for a guy and brought it in for him. He had a bent prop shaft, and there was nothing wrong with the prop at all. So it means he hit some soft wood, but. Still, it been your prop shaft. Still gonna cost you a lot of money, and that's something in the middle of the river. He was in the channel and never saw it. Don't even know what he hit. You know, I didn't see mine tree. either. No, there's trees floating everywhere. You know, they could be right under the, the waves. You know, especially on windy days like this. And, and then you have the you know places that are silting up and South Pass. They're dredging right now, so you have to be really cognizant of that, that dredge and know how to pass it when it's not on the swing state when it's straight and. Yeah, there's a lot of danger in the river when it gets up there about 15 foot. You really, you really have to know what you're doing, or, or just just be very careful. Even if you don't know, you will you will learn really quick. So, um, yeah, that's just stuff you have to look at when you're fishing out of Venice. But, you know, we stay up in Buras most of the time. But I, you know, it's the time of year I like to go to Venice and fish those big trout. They'll be here. And, you know, they're probably already there, but it went, it's been just so windy. Oh, my goodness gracious. It just won't quit. So we just, we, we're real busy, so we'll stay with it. I think we got, we only have four, five boats, five, six boats today, but we've been having, you know, eight boats and 10 boats, and it's going to be like that up to 12 boats a day, every day for the next two months, and then it's still booking. So people want to get out. I mean, it's really good. So, Ryan, this week, uh, our Bayou Wild TV producer, Chris Lecoq, went out and, and shot some video of CCA reestablishing the Green Monster Reef. Uh, do you remember fishing yeah. the Green Monster? And what is that going to mean for fishermen now that there's going to be a reef out there? Yeah, David David called me and asked me to go with him, but I, I just I couldn't that day. 
But I tell you what, that green monster was famous for big trout. I mean, that you know, four, five, six pound trout, pretty regular. Uh, is is you know, eighteen, twenty foot of water, and and that's great habitat. And building that habitat back is is probably even be better than the green monster because they're going to have more habitat to hang on because those fish stayed pretty much to the bottom. And it wasn't it wasn't just speckled trout. I mean, everything was there. You know, you could catch cobia there. You could catch triple tail you can catch you know sheephead we gang up on that thing like oh my gosh in the winter time white trout bull reds i mean anytime you have habitat out there it's some more structure for those fish to hold on it's it's a home run because in that area it took a lot of those rigs out and you know that's you know although we don't count those fish as in a species like on the red snapper count they don't count the ones on the rigs because it's not natural habitat but guess what that's where they are. They own that habitat and, and own that, that stuff. So, you know, it's it's a great thing. I'm glad they did that because that, that's a famous spot right there. It is. You know, Ryan, I've got some pictures taken from the 70s on trip we made there that I would be embarrassed to publish on bull redfish. Of course, you had no limit back then. But, I mean, just yeah. incredible numbers of fish. Why do you think that one rig was so productive? Is it where it's positioned with the tides, or what made it so good? You know, all those rigs were, but it was a big rig, and it had a lot of shade under it because the the green monster was the green was the building that was on top of it. So there was a lot of shade there and a lot of depth, and and a lot of you know bait fish would get on that, and that's why. But the, you know, all those rigs are good out there, you know, and it used to be, but you know now we get the river that's always high. I mean, it's been high for, well, this is the ninth year. It'll be high. So it, it pushes those fish a little bit further uh, toward the west. You know, out of the Fouchon and Grand Isle, they've been having some fantastic years. But if, if when he comes down, the fish pour right back. So it's just a process. But I, I would like to see that river come down a little bit in, in the fall like it's supposed to. But it's it's just not done that. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, that was the... Deal with it. <clears throat> It was a gray monster for a while because before they tore it down, they repainted it gray instead of green. How far of a run is that from your launch? Well, it's six miles to the Gulf through through the the bays, and then once you do that, the green monster was about five miles out. So it was a ten mile run, which is nothing. You know, we can be there in no time. And then there, there's more. There's the bridge right there. That's seven miles, and and that's fantastic. You can't even catch. Uh, red snapper on that one. So, you know, that's only 60 foot of water. So all of that is right on that ledge where it starts dropping off. And that's those fish like that here to that. And, you know, there's, there's tarpon out there in the summertime right there. You'll be out there fishing and next thing you know, you got tarpon rolling. So, you know, it's just a those fish like to stay on that, that line, you know, where that water starts dropping off. It's no different than if you're fishing bass fishing. You know, everything stays adjacent to deeper water, and then they'll come up on on, a, on those drop-offs and stuff and come up on a ridge and feed. And, you know, the whole thing is just a bigger picture out there. That sounds very exciting, and it's got my interest. Um, Ryan, you have, you said, 12 boats that you can book up if folks want to book a trip. How can they do so? Yeah, they can just go to CajunFishingAdventures.com or call me on my cell at 504-559-5111, and we'll find a spot with good tide, and we'll go have some fun. (laughs) What's on the menu for that 8 o'clock breakfast? 
Oh, what they got pancakes and bacon and eggs orange juice and milk and whatever else you want. If you want something, we'll, we'll find it. It's all about you. It's not about us. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll Customer service last, right there. Yeah, last night we had a little tune in Wahoo uh, compliments of a, a young lady uh, captain I know. Oh, well, and, I, I wonder who that was. <laughs> How was it? Was it good? It, it, was, it was great, yeah, it was. And then we had uh, shrimp empanadas and yeah, jambalaya, yeah, we was feasting last night. Excellent. I wish I could have hung around to eat some of it, but I've got some more. Ryan, thanks for the report, and Don will talk to you next week, and I will see you down the road. All right, sounds good. Y'all have a good day. Stay won't dry. You too. Coming up, we've got a few more text messages to get to, and we'll wrap it up and talk about a little Bayou Wild and uh, a call grand it a day. opening coming up. And a grand Monday. opening as well. We'll be there. Well, before we wrap it up this morning, we've got a couple more text messages to get to. The rain is, we can still hear the thunder across the lake right now. It's pretty wild. That's a big storm system pushing through New Orleans right now. So stay off the roads for another hour. You should be fine. All right, Don, got some history for you. Many years ago in Donner, which is in northern Terrebonne Parish, uh, this person says that they used to hunt woodcock at dusk in the backyard. They bob and weave like Ali. <laughs> bob and weave, sting like they, a butterfly. They do that. I wish these texters would include their name. Yeah. So, you know, just put your first name if you don't want to put your last name, just so we know who we're talking to. Toby says the turkeys have their heads under the umbrella because they're not <laughs> gobbling, but they're about to get in the fields and dry off. That's true. They will. Yeah, turkeys do go to fields during rain for a couple of reasons. One, they want to dry off, and the woods are usually dripping. So it takes away yeah. the defense of hearing. Right. You know? So they want to get out there in a wide open field. So there's my tip of the day for you turkey hunters. Go to the fields. Go to the fields. And Eric from Mobile says, Don, rest your voice, bud, so it doesn't go out on you. Get better soon. <laughs> my doctor said don't. I asked him. He says no. Keep Use talking. It. Keep talking because that's what's going to help it come back. So. Strength. And I don't have a whole lot of cords. people to talk to right, except my dogs. You know? She's sleeping anyway. She's a good. She's a, the perfect kind of listener. They can't yeah, talk back. Yeah. She's our in studio audience. Gracie, my sixteen-year-old uh, German. Sixteen? Is she really? Yeah, I took her on a woodcock hunt this year. She's a sweetheart. Just me and her. You know. Yeah, you got to enjoy the golden years yes, with them. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, if you're looking for something to do on a Monday, which is usually a tough day to find things to do, the restaurant that we have been filming at, Etouffee in Covington, Etouffee Cajun Cuisine off Highway 190 right near Rainbow GMC. They've been open about a month and a half now, two months, and they're doing their hard opening. Uh, they did a soft opening, but they're doing their hard grand opening celebration tomorrow. They open no, up Monday. Monday. Tomorrow's Sunday. Excuse me. I, I know, know you know lose track. I do. <laughs> yeah, Monday, more, uh, Monday at 11 a.m., Don and myself will be out there with Chris Lecoq, our producer, cameraman for Bayou Wild. They have awesome food. If you like Cajun cuisine but you don't feel like making that big pot of jambalaya or etouffee and you just want a one plate, go there. They also boil crawfish quite a bit. They have excellent crawfish. And I found something out talking to Sarah, the owner. They have a specially made sausage for boiling and seafood. Excellent. comes from Golden Meadow. Oh, cool. Best I've ever had. It's great. Yeah, and uh, I imagine with their grand opening, they'll probably have some specials and some Oh, you always got specials. the Don Dubuque special. And, yeah. and you've got the Rougarou drink special. <laughs> yeah, right. and you, how many of those have you tested on their drinks? I've tested all of them. But yeah, I Bloody Mary's a real good Very. Too. Yeah, they've got a secret ingredient in their Bloody Mary. It's just a nice, fresh place for the town, so we like to support them. They like to support outdoorsmen, so come out, swap stories, and eat a good meal on Monday. And uh, they open at 11 a.m., and we'll be there from 11 to 1. There's a big, there's a giant inflatable crawfish, so you'll look for that. 
that. It's kind of tucked away off 190, so when you turn down that road, you got to go a little ways in that shopping mall. But great restaurant, great food, awesome, friendly people. And all their recipes come from down the bayou. These are family recipes they're cooking there. So check it out. Yeah, and uh, they're right across from Bayou GMC, the big GMC dealer off of 190. Yep. Stop by there. You you won't be disappointed. Believe Definitely me, not. some great food in there. And if you missed Bayou Wild this week, we got a great new episode that aired Thursday night, and uh, we'll probably rerun again tomorrow morning on WBRZ. And you can see that if you don't get any of the local carriers, just go to youtube.com backslash Bayou Wild TV. It's about woodcock hunting, something a lot of folks don't know much about, and you'll see that in the episode when Don does his man on the street <laughs> yeah. asking people if they know what a woodcock is. It's pretty entertaining. That was a lot of fun doing yes. that. But uh, new episodes coming up. We've been staying busy with the show and follow us on social media. Did you hear that one? uh, Yeah. (laughs) We got some Sokolay trips coming up and some more cooking features with John Fultz. Yeah, and I actually have a shoot set up for the end of April. A friend of mine from Florida who works with uh, veterans is bringing his dogs to come film uh, one of the donated dogs. So he's going to come out fishing and see how they help people get back out into livelihood. And we've got the uh, Day in the Life of an Oyster Fishing Absolutely. There's so much going on. Yep. Too much to talk about in one show, so you'll have to tune in next week where Don's voice will hopefully be a little stronger. I'm a mission next week. I'll have to get some more reinforcements in here. All right, Don. It's been a pleasure talking on the radio with you through this torrential downpour. Everybody stay safe out there today. Yep. On my way to boil some crawfish at the Old Six Hunting Club up near Bogalusa. Have fun. And where are you going to be this afternoon? Uh, back down the road working on boat stuff. Boat stuff. Huh? Boat stuff. Yeah. Well, it's always them, a job to be done down there. Tell them hello. Next fishing trip tomorrow. Sunday, right? yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Going through right. swordfish or tuna? Oh, I don't know. We'll see what we can get ourselves into. <laughs> Who are you fishing with, you know? With Captain Cole. <laughs> no, I don't know the customers. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. But they'll have a great time. See you next week. Well, take it easy. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.